Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today, January the 19th, 2014, and this is your year. I have a very, very special show for you this evening with a very special guest, and that special guest is the blessing that you have been waiting on for quite some time now. Tonight, we're going to talk about the subject of manifesting money. Typically, when this discussion surfaces, it is always associated with fear, anxiety, skepticism, doubt, a lack of hope, a lack of faith. Matter of fact, seldom when the subject of money is even bought up are people in a good mood about it or are they even happy. Now, the, for the last few weeks, I've been doing a series of shows on manifestation and using the laws of attraction. The reason why I'm doing this is that in my practice, which I have a very healthy practice as a holistic coach and as an expert on emotional intelligence, I have people coming in my office 24-7, and they ask basically five things when they get in that office. The first one is doctor. What can I do to get my life together? I, I feel like I'm just I'm a, I'm a hamster on a wheel, and for some people, they feel like they're running on top of the wheel instead of inside of it. They want to find authentic and genuine love, and they want to position themselves for the right mate to come in, that soulmate, that person that they feel is going to bring completion to their life. Or they are so sick and tired of a situation, be it a situation at work, with a relative, in the home, or even with themselves, that they want change and they want that change yesterday. But I can tell you this, out of the two things I see the most, money and finding true love are the most areas of need and void in one's life, and it's probably true for your life. As a matter of fact, Last week when we, when we had this discussion about money, um, the first thing that I wanted you to understand is that you have to take the right vibrational stance to allow financial abundance to flow freely in their, um, you know, to flow freely in, in their lives and, and their personal experience. But here's what's happening. People are getting exactly out of position in order for that to happen. So tonight, here is what I want you to do. Get a pen and paper. Call up that person that's been borrowing $20 from you for the last few weeks. Tell them to put the joint down and get, get, and get it. We're going to get a life tonight. Those kids that you keep enabling, that you keep um, helping them be dysfunctional because instead of teaching them how to manifest, you keep bailing them out. For you women, you good women out there that are taking care of some sorry man. Now, I am not talking about the brother that's trying to go to school. I am not talking about the brother that's trying to start a business that needs your help. I am not talking about the brother that is in between jobs because he got laid off and the dude that, you know, had a conflict at work because of, you know, whatever bias got him out of his job. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about that sorry rascal that's sitting up playing with a PlayStation and playing with an Xbox waiting on you to bring your check home. You need to kick his behind the curb and throw his ass out of your house. 
I'm talking to you gentlemen tonight not about that woman that is staying home taking care of your dear children that has stuck by you day in and day out while you went out and built that plumbing business or that construction business, that retail store, that medical practice, that law practice, or that accounting firm. I'm not talking about that, sister, because had she not created the environment in which you live, you would not have been able to accomplish what you have. What I am talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is getting rid of all of your dead weight, and the abundance of that dead weight is your attitude about money, and the other components that compose that abundance are people that you need to get off your meal ticket. It means get rid of some of these people that are discouraging you from starting that business you want to start, from going back to school and getting that certification or that graduate degree or that associate's degree, the person that is sitting there telling you what you can't do when, in fact, when God created you, you were born with no limitations. You were born with nothing to stand in your way except you. And after this program is over, that will no longer be your problem. Last week, I kept stating the stream of abundance flows generally and generously through you. You don't have to start looking outside of yourself to receive your fair share. And this will not be difficult for you to do. As a matter of fact, it will not take too much time because you are much further along um, and toward reaching this goal than you believe. Last week, I probably pissed off a bunch of people's fake pastors because PASA cannot help you get no money. Lose that 12 years of slave mentality that you need to keep going to someone else to pray for you. You don't. God will talk directly to you. You do not need a middleman. You do not need to call Brother Cantaloupe and Sister Watermelon up. You can tell the lady with the fruit hat on that no longer are your services required. You have direct access to get everything that you have in your vibrational escrow, and that is exactly what we're going to do. I am thinking we may even do a part three to this program. Uh, I'm not sure. I know going into next month I'm going to be talking about getting over broken hearts and getting past uh, being stuck in dead-end relationships and fixing the relationship that you have just because you and that person have changed doesn't mean it's over. And for some of you, it's been over. You need to kick that fool to the curb and move on. But over, the, over this show tonight and over the show on Wednesday, we are going to talk about you getting your financial blessing on. Now, I want you to hear this. It's time to shift your feeling about money from worry and concern to eagerness and fun. Yeah, I said that. It's time to shift your feeling about money. And let's talk about this. When we start talking about the law of attraction, and for those of you that are not familiar with the term, we're not talking about an attraction to a person. We're talking about attracting to you that which you seek. Now, when manifesting money, you must remember that the law of attraction states that whatever, whatever, capitalized whatever, you give, capitalize this, consistent thought to, you will create. I'm going to give you some proof of it. Anytime you consistently think about somebody who's getting on your damn nerves, don't you create a headache? Don't those people end up calling you? Don't they show up at your door saying, hey, I just dropped by? Whatever it is that you think about, even the things you want to avoid, you bring that to you. And as a matter of fact, when, uh, so when you start really thinking about manifesting money, it is really not much different than trying to attract anything else in your life that you desire. But because money is such a big factor in most people's lives, people tend to stress out, they tend to worry, they tend to have fears, they tend to trip, they tend to go off on the deep end 
start being uh, just irritable and frustrated, and especially when you feel that you don't have enough of it. I'm going to say this again. Money is such a huge factor in the lives of most people that, and I'm going to admit it, even me, that days, I, I remember last year, I, I asked God, I was like, you know, I want to make X amount of dollars. And, and I'm talking about like right at this time last year. And I said some things that were just very, very specific that, you know, uh, I have these issues, so I need these issues to be handled by you, God, by you, the universe, by you, the angels that are looking out for me, and I need these circumstances to come about so I can make my next move. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your living proof that everything I am telling you works. And no, I am not going to send you a bottle of holy oil so this ain't that kind of parties. This ain't uh, Bishop Watermelon. It's It's not that religious crap that many of you have been fed thinking that you need to get you some money, bless, and spray, and spray it every time you go do number two in your bathroom, that's going to bring you some money. Some of you are wearing lucky draws that you haven't washed in the last three weeks every time you buy a lottery ticket. Some of you are thinking that if I just play this, this three, play my number one more time, my ship is coming in. Let me give you a hint. Money will never come to you as long as you keep thinking you can win it. You do not have to win something that is already yours. You were born with every need that you will ever have already being supplied. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you proof of that. You heard me say a couple of weeks ago, God's word says, I knew you before you were ever established in your mother's womb. I yet knew you. You came here, ladies and gentlemen, with a purpose in mind. You came here with certain things that you were, and only you, could fulfill on this planet. Now, let me give you the real. The real is your behind has free will. So when you don't fulfill these things, it is not God's fault. So quit talking about, you know what, if it wasn't for bad luck, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Well, you just spoke an affirmation. And when it comes to pass, don't be mad because you said if it wasn't for bad luck, you wouldn't have no luck. So don't be surprised when you don't have any luck. And as a matter of fact, for the rest of you with common sense, there is no such thing as luck, but there is a such thing as favor. What I want you to realize is that most people get so caught up in stressing and worrying about the absence of money, that it causes your financial release to be held up a whole lot longer and further away from you. That's right. The more that you stress and the more that you worry about the absence of money, the more your financial abundance is held up. Now, why is that? It's real simple. It gets real simple. Whatever you think about, that's what is going to manifest in your life. I told you last week, I used the example of the human body and how if you have a thought, the thought comes from you having an emotion first. When you have an emotion, then you get a feeling, then you get a thought. A great example of this, picture someone of uh, whatever it is you're attracted to, for you men, a woman, you women, a man, for some of you freaky folks, just, you know, whatever, blow up doll. But picture that, and when you picture it, don't you first get any response that is not explainable in words. You can later put words to it, but there's just this inert urging that you get, and then that urging leads to feeling. Some of us, for the sake of you adults, call it horny. Some of you call it longing. Some of you call it desire. And then your passions boil deep down inside, and then you pick up the phone and call your girl, your man, uh, you know, the, whatever, you go blow up the doll. But whatever is going on with you, it starts with a passion, and that passion results in a manifestation. I want you to take this real serious because the laws of attraction do not require a lot of hard work. I said to you 
uh, I guess maybe three or four shows ago, everything in this world starts at 17 seconds. That's right, 17 seconds. If you are tripping and you have some silly-ass thought, negative, defeating, self-defeating thought, at 17 seconds you can stop it and it will not manifest. That's why you need to be grateful that everything that you think and ask for does not manifest because over 60% of it, if it did manifest, it would be your undoing. The next thing is you are the, the creator of your entire life experience, including what is in your present bank account. Now think about this. The essence of that which you possess right now is the cumulative reflection of everything that you consistently pontificate, everything that you meditate on, everything that you think about is all being reflected back to you based on your emotional state, your feelings, and then your thoughts. You don't believe me? Look around the house right now. Look at what the chair you're sitting in. Or if you're in your car and you're driving down the uh, freeway or you're sitting in the airport right now or you just got out of church and you rushed home trying to listen to this show or perhaps you just cut on the archive, you had a willful intent to enlighten yourself, to unstick yourself from being a person that is denying self of that which you deserve. So if you, and, and, and hear what I'm going to say to you, ask yourself what comes out my mouth when it relates to money. Think about it. Do you, when you get ready to do something, do you always take the cheap way out? And I'm going to speak now to a lot of people that are of color and don't y'all write me no letters because you know me, Dr. Young is crazy. I will write you a letter saying some real strange stuff right back at you. But when you go to get a payday loan, when you go to the pawn shop, when you give your money to the dope man, to that lady, uh, my Asian homegirl that is, uh, you know, selling you that bag of weave, when you go and spend your money on things and you long for things that absolutely have no appreciating value, that's what you end up getting. I swear, as I am speaking to you right now, some of you are sitting up with red bottom shoes on and your feet are red too because you don't wore them out and that's the only pair of shoes you got because your priorities are jacked up. But that's what you wanted. You manifested those overpriced shoes that your behind could not afford. Some of you right now, if you can't run your fingers through your hair because you put that airplane glue in your head with that cheap bag of number five black or whatever in your head, but you manifested that. Some of you brothers have manifested a nice ride. You stand with your mama. Stand with your girl, but you manifested that car. Some of you have manifested this person in your life. You don't even want them no damn more, but you manifested them because that is what you will to your life. Stop and think. Did the universe tell you no when you wanted that bag of hair? No, it did not. Did the universe tell you no when you wanted that watch you got on that you lying to everybody and they thinking it's diamonds, but we're just going to keep it quiet. Those are not even Sikorsky crystals. Those are some, that's just glass. Whatever it is, you know, you're faking like it's real, but you manifested that. The same amount of effort that it takes to manifest $20, it takes the same amount to manifest 200 It takes the same amount to manifest 2000 It takes the same amount to manifest 20000 It takes the same amount to manifest 200000 Okay, somebody's probably going, Dr. D, yeah, right. No, I'm going to handle you real quick. This is not make-believe, and I'm going to give it to you. The reason why you cannot see that is because you have made that an unattainable goal in your head. You don't think that you deserve $20,000, and that's why you keep getting 2000 You don't think 
you can get $2,000. That's why you keep manifesting $200. You don't think you can get $200. That's why you got a $20 sack of herbs. In other words, what I am telling you is you are not doing enough to push your financial uh, abundance toward you. You are pushing it further away. And now, stop and ask yourself, what is my attitude about money? Now, I am not telling you, I am surely not telling you that some spiritual laws do not have a cause and effect relationship. You've heard this term. And, and first, let me, let me tell you this, okay? God is real. For those of you, even you agnostics out there, let your butt get sick, get on your hospital bed. First thing you're going to do is ask someone to pray for you so you can sit up and say, I don't know if I believe in God. Yes, I promise your ass believes in God. And I, I'm telling you, you do, because when you get ready to go before a judge or when you are really deathly ill or when you hanging on to the porcelain bus. For those of you that ain't hip, that means the toilet seat after you parted too much and you're promising God you ain't going to do that no more and you're doing the same old thing very next weekend. You do believe in God, and he does exist. But here's how he feels about you and wealth. God says this, I will make you. Steward over much when you have been faithful over the few things that I have given you chase over. God has another rule. I, meaning him, not me, will supply all of your needs. He did not say some of your needs. He said all of your needs according to his riches and glory. But first, you've got to conform yourself to the image of Christ. Now, now let me break that. I already know some of you religious, zealot church folks are just, right now, you didn't put on, you're doing the penguin happy feet and getting your praise dance up. Sit your behind down. That is not how that is interpreted. What that means is God gave you some gifts and talents, and those things bring you before great men, and they make room for you. So you do not have to go and get and cut up some cheddar and try to slang it in 20s. You don't have to get no powder. You don't have to sleep with some man to get what you want because there's a gift deposited in you that is worth more than you know. And I'm going to tell you before I go further, because this is going to get deep tonight, your true wealth is not in your college degree. Yes, that will help you get a good job. But a job does not make you rich. No job makes you rich. You know, even if you look at guys that hoop, that play pro ball, they make most of their money from the endorsements. And I'm not saying they don't get a lucrative contract for playing ball, but they, the reason they're getting paid isn't because they play ball. They're getting paid because of how much passion they have to perfect the gift that they have. And it happens to be playing ball. It happens to be that there's some beauticians right now listening to me. If you're one of those beauticians and you're making six figures a year, high five somebody, okay? But the truth is, the reason you're making six figures a year, and it's soon going to go up, baby, it's soon going to go up, is because you keep having a passion to be the best at what you do. So I want you to hear appreciation comes from you appreciating the gift that you've been given. Now, ask yourself this. How do I feel? Ask yourself. Just think about it. Write this down. How do I feel about money? And be honest. Are you still playing scripts in your head that mama and daddy said about, now, now, come on, that's for the white man. Please, I just loaned a white dude $100 the other day. That ain't true. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of weird. I'm Creole and got some Mexican blood, so I'm all of the folks that ain't supposed to have nothing. But believe me, I got my, I got it together, and so will you if you just accept who you really are. Ask yourself this: What do you think about money? And I'm serious. Don't be. I mean, really think about what I'm saying to you. How do you feel about money? 
And what do you think about it? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Money is nothing but a form of energy. Energy can never be destroyed. Never be destroyed. Matter of fact, every time you, with your irresponsible self, go and take your money out to the Galleria, go down, take it and put some more of that ugly red dye in your head or whatever it is you're doing, run around here looking like K. Michelle on a budget, when you really look like that little elf on that Christmas show. Well, I'm not going to go there. But when you start taking your money and doing things that you do not need to do with it, rather than sowing into your talents, going back to school, if you don't have your life together, there, there are people that come see me, you know, and, to get a, and I'm going to tell all of you that are listening, and I'm not doing a commercial, get a good life coach. And I'm talking about one that knows what he's doing, not some idiot that went and got a life coach certificate because they took a, uh, I know I'm going to step on some toes now, a biblical Christian counseling class for three weeks. That fool does not understand unless they have a college degree or a degree in psych or something. They do not understand the constructs of psychosexual social development cognitive development. They don't understand the aging process. They do not understand the things that they really need to know to help you. So I'm going to advise you, before you go and let someone in your head, you might want to see what's in theirs. But, you know, going further, they, some of us will go and invest money in everything else but ourselves. So when you ask yourself, how do you feel about money, the best answer to that is going to be reflected in what you spend your money on. I had a, a homegirl of mine about maybe, I guess, a year ago. Um, you know, she had gone through this horrendous uh, situation, breakup, you know. She, and I'm talking about this is a smart, gifted sister. But every time you look up, she's out buying drinks and for people, you know, while she's working her butt off, these alcoholics are sitting up, running up a tab, waiting on her to show up. And, and having a nerve for her to pick up their tab. And she was doing it because she was in, investing in hollow friendships rather than in herself, you know, wanting to go to the Essence Festival. I'm not knocking that, but if you've got to go to the Essence Festival and come back and worry about is your rent paid, okay, this car, why do you need to drive a BMW when you don't even know what the letters stand for? If I ask you, what does BMW stand for? Hell, you don't even know. So why buy that car? Or better yet, why buy the car and you parking it in an apartment complex? That's a car you buy when you have a garage. You don't go buy a Bentley and you stay in an apartment. You know, but see, you're wondering why God will not allow you to have more. But again, I'm asking you this question. When you think about money, what does that mean to you? See, some of you right now are not being released, are not feeling a release from the vortex where all your money is in the escrow. It's, it's in the ethers. But God ain't going to give a money to a fool. And I'm not saying that you are, okay, yes, yeah, some of you I am saying you are fooly. You know those of you who are. But some of you aren't fools. You're just being foolish. I, look here, I'm going to raise my hand. I was a damn fool. I'm not even going to say I was being foolish. I was a damn fool. I was taking my money, and I'm buying folks drinks that didn't even like me. And when I walked off, they talked about me, you know. And you are too, though. Before you start talking about that, was you, no, nah, nigga, that's you too. That's you. That's you. What? That's you too, white boy. That's you too. So stop and ask yourself, am I really, am I truly being responsible? Am I in a good place with how I even perceive the energy source that we call money. I'm going to blow your mind again real quick. And I, I think, Julia, we're going to have to do this show again on Wednesday because I'm not going to cover all this tonight. But I want you to think about this. Do you realize that there is no real such thing as money? It's really not. Because that piece of paper 
that keeps changing. You know, now I heard they're fixing to make it out of plastic, and, and, and some places they already are. Now the $100 bill, the American $100 bill, does it look like the one that we used two years ago? Hell no, it does not. So, and then most of us, like, I, I'm going to be honest, and IRS, leave me alone. You know, I'm going to give you all y'all money. But, um, you know, I don't even carry money. I've learned something. Broke-ass folk walk around imitating people like Sean Combs and imitating people that really are balling. But, see, those guys, the money they're carrying in their pocket is chump change to them. You just look like a chump that has been changed walking around with all your, your money, your rent money, and your car note money while you're trying to look like you're balling. But real wealth, the kind of money that you deserve, the kind of money that God wants you to have, you could not carry all of that in your pocket. You cannot walk around with 20 grand and 30 grand in your pocket. It's kind of a lot. And I'm talking about if it's all in $100 bills. You know, you walk around with a bunch of 20s. So what is your view? and you're feeling about wealth. Now, now I'm going to take this a step further. Are you grateful for the money that you have in your bank account right now? Whatever it is, I don't care if you don't have but $20 in your bank account. You know, because I'm in my bank account. My bank account gets one minute I could have, you know, several thousand dollars in the bank. Next minute I look up, I got a few hundred, you know. But I've learned it's not money's not real. It's a form of energy. And when I am not going to harness my energy and direct it towards something that is going to bear fruit, all of a sudden my money is diminished. And I've learned that money comes in cycles and ebbs and flows. So that's something else we'll get into later. But I want you to definitely catch that. Money comes in cycles. And it comes in ebbs and flows, and it comes in seasons. So I, I want to ask you this. Just, just think on this for a minute. If it is winter, do you plant or do you put things away for the winter? See, money is an energy. It's a form of power. Do you misuse that energy or that power? Do you understand the timing of the power of money? See, there, every, every one of you, I don't care how old you are, you are going to get a chunk of money. And, you know, and some of you won't because every time you've got one, you just never did the right thing with it, and you've run out of time and chances. Because I'm going to tell you this, folks, um, it will be like a thief in the night. God comes in and checks in on you. And he looks at, what did you do with the last blessing I gave you? See, some of you, here's what you didn't get, what you didn't get. It was like Jack and the Beanstalk getting those magic beans, right? And they say, well, you know what, dude, you sold the beans for a cow, you know. You, you know but, but I want you to think about this now. If you sold the beans for a cow, but you were selling milk, cheese, and butter, that one cow could make you prosperous. What you are blowing in this equation is that, and when I ask you, I said, are you grateful for the money that you have in your bank account right now? To be grateful for something means that you appreciate it and you have a purpose for it. So what are you doing right now with whatever you have? I'm going to give you something. Manifestation, as I keep reiterating, is all about feeling right. And when you get this emotional state that is positive, that's God's GPS system going off in your spirit saying this is the right thing to do, right? Now, let, let me give you The Battle of the Mind. George Meyer wrote this book called Battlefield of the Mind. I'm going to eat bonafide battlefield of the fool in the mind. When you have to actually think out, when you get your paycheck, do I go buy some hair? Do I go buy dope? Do I go out and make it drizzle because you're trying to make it rain, but you know you're making it drizzle at the club? Do I give this sorry man that's been playing with the PlayStation 
half my check and this Negro or this white dude or whatever he is. I hadn't done nothing but, you know, go to another level on the game that you were stupid enough to buy him. You know, this your kid's pissed off because this fool is playing with his game. Or this woman you got, you just gave her a couple of grand and she's gone and wasted that. Okay. Do you realize that there is a spiritual law that you just broke? And that law is a fool in his money will soon part. If you do things that are foolish with what you've been given, how could you be grateful? Because if you are grateful for something, you will not do anything foolish with it. So here's what you do. When you get money, I want you to understand this. There is a spiritual transaction taking place. Every time you get your paycheck, every time some money hits your hand. And that spiritual relationship is God is saying, I'm supplying all your needs, all of them, okay, because there's a purpose for your life. I gave you a gift. I gave you a talent. But if you have this gift, let's say, for instance, you can really sing really well, but you do not go to school. You do not practice singing. You do not offer your talents and the community to a church, to a play, to a choir. How will then, if you don't take what has been benefacted to you and do the right thing with it, how will you ever be discovered? So you will never be discovered, and you will be sitting up like Eddie Murphy on trading places singing in jail. You know what I'm saying? No one is going to sign you right there. Another trick. If you understand the law of gratitude, because the universe loves gratitude, that means that whatever gifts you have, and especially a financial resource, you understand that all money is nothing but a form of energy, and the question is, where did you direct your energy? Did you direct it in a place where it will get siphoned away from you, or did you direct it in a place where it will be amplified? An example, money, form of energy. You direct the money to the junior college. When you direct your, you get your financial aid back, you take your classes, you stay, you complete the semester, good grades, your grades go up. What happens when your grades go up? You're eligible for more scholarships. You get more money. You see what I'm getting at? In other words, you took something, you planted it somewhere, you were in a good mood. You appreciated being at the school. You enjoyed going to class. You participated. You liked the projects. You made friends with the teacher. You wasn't sitting up there called talking about the teacher got a big head and, you know, he smelled funny and you can't have understanding because he doesn't speak English well. That is not, you know, you're going, is that gratitude? You are going against a spiritual law of sowing and reaping. And if you, here's another way to see it. Picture an apple. Now, you can look at an apple, and you can see how many seeds are in the apple. That's how a small-minded fool thinks. Here and now, I just see this apple, four seeds, six seeds, whatever. But see, a wise man, he looks at that apple, and he looks at those seeds, and he's like, you know what? I may have this one apple, but I'm going to take these seeds and plant them. Now, how many apples are in a seed? And you will never, ever find that out unless you take the seed and sow it in fertile ground. Now, let's go further. Are you stress-free or are you in a place where you are comfortable with the fact that you know, not that you believe, but you know that if you do the right thing with that which you have been given, that more will come? Think about that. Another spiritual law, you know. As a man sow, he shall reap. If you sow scantily, you will reap scantily. Isn't it funny how, and I'm I'm not being religious. I'm just talking God's laws to you. See, here's the thing. Order this book from my website. Go to dvonyoung.com and order the book, Another Chance, Where Would You Be Without One?, you know, the reason I wrote that book 
is that I had people that would interview me all over the world, and they'd be like, Dr. Young, Dr. Young, man, um, you know, what do you think about the secret? Well, it just so happens Jane Byrne and I share the same publicist. And, you know, we talked about this, me and my publicist. And, and then, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Okay, what do you think about that, Dr. Young? Conversations with God. Well, it's really ironic that when you start moving into the stream or getting into the vortex and using your gift, God will bring you in the presence of other great people. And what I learned from that manifestation was that it got real simple. It got so simple that I started seeing a correlation between me taking the right steps, and every time I took a step toward my destiny, destiny would take a step toward me. So, again, the question, can you or are you at a place where you are ready to accept that I'm not going to worry about money because if I sow it in the right place, more will come when I need it. For those of you that need to be hit over the head with a hammer, write that down. What that is is another spiritual law that you must, you must, if you're going to have the laws of attraction work for you, you must grasp that concept. See, God only steers moving vehicles. These things, these things that you want, what many of you are so twisted in this pursuit of wealth is that you keep looking at the end result of what people end up getting that have been obedient. Those are the rewards. That was not the cause. That's like looking at a, a couple that's been married, and they have a beautiful home, and they have nice cars, two kids, and they've been married 20 years, and you say, man, she's fine. He look good. They got two kids. Look at their crib. Look at their car. Man, they got a good marriage. No, fool, that is the fruit of a good marriage. That's not the cause of one. The cause of it was focus, commitment, and dedication. If you didn't catch that, call me. We really, really need to talk. Next thing. If you have good thoughts when it comes to money, then you are definitely on the right track. To learn how to mess up, uh, manifest money and to have financial abundance starts with you thinking about the goodness that you have when you get a bill. When the bills come in, you don't have to pay the whole bill, but just take dominion over it. Just say, you know what? I ain't got all your money, but I'm going to go ahead and put this $20 on it. Now, if you are going to put the other $80 on some more hair, send them people their damn money. Don't go buy no more hair. That's already jacked up. Don't, and, don't, and, and those of you that keep putting this red rinse in your hair, would you stop that? You look like a well, look like Woody the Woodpecker. We're on the budget. But, but the bottom line is stop taking your money and putting it into things that are worthless and stupid. The other thing is... Stop complaining about how broke you are, and above all, quit buying cheap stuff. You go to the you go to the grocery store. Your kid your kids ain't got no business eating Frosted Flakes. No way, that mess ain't good for you. But your cheap butt don't even buy that. At least that sugary mess has vitamins and iron. You just buy a box to say flakes that black and white box, pick it up, you could hit somebody with the box and damn near kill them. It's nothing but sugar and then it's got hard. Start thinking that more will come. Stop thinking that the universe is running out. Stop hating on folks when you see them become successful. And don't let some fool talk you out of pursuing your dreams. See, when you have good thoughts, when it comes to money, then you're on the right track because that's another spiritual law. You, it, you know, it says, enter into my courts with thanksgiving and praise. Well, last time I checked it out, God owned the whole heavens and the earth. So everywhere you go, that's why it says, wherever you set your foot, you will be blessed. That's another spiritual law because you are part of your creator. He's in you. In other words, you are not 
an orphan in a foreign land. Everything on this planet belongs to you. But if you don't act like you have dominion over it, and that's why when you steal from someone else, not only is that trifling, that's foolish, because you don't need to take from someone else. There's enough here for you. You don't need to be upset when you see someone else prosper. There's enough here for you. Have you ever noticed this? Have you ever noticed whenever you really need something and you ask yourself, now how am I going to pay for this? Something always just happens. Think about this. I'm going to prove something to you. Um, Based on the number of obese people that I've seen today, uh, we certainly aren't running out of food in America. Oh, Lord have mercy. There's, I, I got a friend that I, let me let me just tell y'all this. I got a friend that owns a restaurant called This Is It in Houston, Texas. If you ever go there and you think black folks are doing bad, if one way to check and see how well we're doing is how we eat, there's some rich black people in Houston. Y'all will get that in a minute. But the point I'm making is there is a muck for you. You just stop and think. Everything you've ever wanted, you got it. You have it. Everything you've ever wanted. Everything you've ever wanted. Matter of fact, some of you, some of you crazy folk, were all worried about Christmas. You, Christmas and come and gone. Are you still here? Did your child die because you didn't get them the latest toy? And for those of you, you crazy women that don't know no better and men that ran out and ran up your credit card, and that's so stupid, and bought your child this toy, is that little rat even playing with that thing right now? No. See what I'm saying? But we have to take dominion and be responsible for that which we've been given. What did I say at the beginning of the show? If you are faithful over these few things, then God will give you much more. Anything that you need, take, I'm a, I'm a, I want you to read this. There's this thing uh, I really love, and, and for my uh, listeners that are Buddhist and Muslim and what have you, hey, don't, don't you guys think that I'm leaving you out, but I just, I'm speaking from um, the place where I'm most familiar, but this applies to you too. There's this beautiful sonnet, and it says, take no thought for tomorrow, meaning don't worry about what tomorrow brings. Can you do anything about it? It says, for by taking thought, can you add one foot to your height? Oh. And then it says, you know, look at the birds, you know. Have you ever seen one borrowing some seed from another bird? God feeds all of them. And it says, as surely as he'll feed these birds, won't he feed you? And then it gets even deeper. It says, look at the grass. It grows every day. And nobody tells it to. Even in the winter, when it dies, it comes back the next year, each blade. And then it says, look at these locusts. They fly in order, and they don't have a leader. They just do it. Look at the ant. Dude goes to work every day. Can't, can't. Hey, some of y'all, if an ant can go to a job, never mind, but... You know, it goes to work every day, but nobody makes him do it. And he knows what to do. Now, I know there's some people out here look like ants, probably got the IQ of an ant, but if an ant can get up and go to work every day, why can't you? But here's the real here's the real deal. Real deal, all my silliness aside. It says, O ye of little faith, at the very end of all of that. That's the problem. Where have you put your faith? You know, because, again, have you ever noticed when you really need something? I didn't say want, need it. Has God ever not provided it for you? And that's even if you didn't do the right thing with that which you've been given. He still provides for you. But if you want more than survival and you want to live, man, if you would just understand money is a form of energy. And if you deploy it in the right direction, you get the right results. Now, I want you to think about this. What if you would just let go of your belief system about money? And I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to give you guys the first lesson in manifestation. 
I want you to start expecting to find a good parking space. Next time you go to the grocery store, we're going to practice manifesting, okay? And I want you, before you get in your car, to say, I'm going to get a good parking space. Now, you know, if you pull up and there's not one right then, here's what I want you to do. Just chill for a minute because, see, some of you, the reason you don't get manifestation isn't because God isn't trying to bless you. It's because you want things in your time and not his. And, see, God has perfect timing. So some of the blessings that you deserve that are coming your way, you forfeit them over and over again because your behind does not have any patience. Others you forfeit your blessings because they're right in your face, but you haven't done your part. God ain't going to let you pimp him. The angels ain't going to let you pimp them. You have to do your part in order to get what is yours. Sometimes the key to re- having a financial breakthrough come your way is apologizing to the right person because God says, you know, before you bring your tithes and offerings up into my storehouse, you know, go and make it right with your brother. You know, go and apologize to them. How can you love me, a God whom you've not ever seen and won't see, but here's your brother that you look at every day, your sister every day, and you're stuck on stupid. These things, God knows you have need of them. He wants you. He promises you that you will have things. But the, the, the problem is when you want things, you want something for nothing. You haven't taken that which you've been given and done the right things with it. This especially happens if you hold on to the problem. But once you let go of the stupid stuff you stuck on, your fear. Well, what, you know what, well, man, if I pay, if I pay that, I ain't going to have nothing. I had someone talk to me one day, a pastor at my church. And, and you know, I was, this is kind of like me. God made me, he told me to do something. So it's like if you sold a certain amount of money, I just want to see if you're going to do it. And a lot of you have a pastor pimping you, so I'm not trying to get you ready to go get pimped in that up some dude pal his Bentley, but I'm going to tell you why you pay tithes. It's an act of trust. That's it. It is an act of can God trust you? So what he does is he blessed you with the money that you got to pay the tithes with to start with. Now he just says, give me 10% of it back. That's all. I just want to see if you do it. You know what I'm saying? That's all God is doing with you. And then you're like, well, that's easy to do now when you ain't got but $100, $300. You know, you, who, who ain't going to give God 20 bucks? you know, $30? If you're that trifling, something the hell is wrong with you. But, you know, the Lord, when he really blesses you and your tithes start being $500 and $1,000, and, you know, and I'm saying I pay that, okay? So it's like I'm looking at my tithes, man, and I was like, okay, Lord, well, I want to pay a thousand. I want to give you a thousand dollars a month. And when I did it, yo, I did not have ten grand a month coming in. I didn't, but I did. I gave God two fifty a week, two fifty a week. No matter what I made, I gave God that two hundred and fifty dollars. And I swear to you, on my mother's grave, I would have that two hundred and fifty dollars back within forty-eight hours. Every time I gave it to him, I don't, it may or may not work that way for you, but a lot of it is how sincere is your heart, how pure is your heart, how pure is your faith. Because I can see right now the dope man, some fool's getting ready to run up tomorrow and go get some church. But, well, D said, man, that he got his back. Well, you, you know, God may be testing you different than how he tested me, okay? But, and he did do me that, too. I'm going to tell you the whole story. So when I did that, he would give it right back. So then... A couple of times he, he he said, well, give more. So I said, okay, well, I'll give more. So then this next month, I busted a move and gave God 1200 bucks. you know, gave him 1200 back. And now my money was starting to climb. I did make that $10,000 that I wanted. And I was like, man, this tithing thing is cool. So at that point, I'm looking at the results 
of sowing and reaping, and I'm feeling real good about it because now it's been two months in a row. I popped over ten grand. Now, so this third month comes up, and I sow this money, and I don't make no money. And I'm like, oh, man, damn, what did I do? So God, so right when that happened, it's like two weeks go by, and I am like broke. God tells me again. He says, I don't want you to give any more money. See, this is why I'm telling you, don't let your pastor pimp you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Hear that one, y'all. So then I didn't. And God blessed me for the last two weeks where I'd received nothing. I received more than I had ever made in a single month and within four days. And I didn't pay any tithes. So, again, I am not telling you don't pay tithes. I already know somebody up there, see, see, I told you, shut your butt up. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is that by being obedient and being and God being able to trust you with money, he will release more to you. Now, here's what I want you to hear this because, you know, we're getting short on time, but check this out. We all want to thrive in all areas in our lives. We were put here. We were put on this planet to live a life of abundance. God said, I want you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, acknowledge me in all thy ways, love your brother like I love you. You know, it's like you were put here to have it going on. And God wants you to have everything that you desire. But see, here's what's wrong. It's first you will attract what you talk about. You will attract what you believe. You will attract what you fear. Yeah. So if you keep running around here, well, I don't know. You know, man, shit, I need. Well, that's why you still broke. Have you ever noticed most people that go to church ain't got nothing? They broke. Yeah. You know why? Because they live in fear. They operate in fear. And they put their little $20 in church. Well, the tithe is really just for God to show you that, well, it's really reciprocal. First, God wants to see, can he trust you by giving him back a tenth of what he gave you? And then God wants you to see that you can trust him by letting go of that little chump change you got in your hand so he can show you that he will give you more than you could ever give him. That's number one. Second thing, and this is laws of attraction all up and down that I'm teaching you right now. Second thing is you are going to have whatever you need to fulfill your destiny, whatever it is. But you can't get it buying red-bottom shoes. I'm not telling you don't go get a pair, you know, because I think I'm telling you, I'm Mr. There's nothing sexier to me than a black woman and some high heels and some nice lingerie and what have you, you know. And I did say woman, not a dude, a woman. So, you know, the thing is, do that. However, make sure that you've sown into you first before you go sowing into Visa and MasterCards um, interest rates and running up debt. Make sure that right now, if you are looking at your life and saying, you know what, I don't make enough money. Well, duh, how in the hell are you going to make some money with a GED? Go get your associates, man. Go get that certificate. Go become that licensed plumber. Go become that electrician. So into you. Don't worry about it. Take no thought for tomorrow. God is going to reimburse you every dime you spend on his plan for your life. He, and you know what? The, the funny part about this, I want you to look at this. There are generational blessings and generational curses. There are people right now, mama in the projects, grandmama in the projects, and they got a daughter in the projects. If I'm talking about you, you ought to be ashamed of your damn self. Seriously, you really ought to be ashamed of yourself. You need to hang up when, when this show is over. You need to go on somebody's computer and go start getting into somebody's school. Go get something, child. Go, go break that cycle of that poverty mentality because long as you keep accepting a handout from Massa, that's just what you're going to get, the leftover parts of a pig, okay? 
But if those of you that have some good sense, and let's say you're kind of in the middle of this thing, you do go to work every day. You are trying to take care of your, your child or your children, your single mom or struggling young couple or whatever. All that's good. That's good. It's good. But don't stop there. Part of the manifestation of opening up your vortex. Again, I, did, I said you cannot work hard enough to get what is already yours. But you do have to work. Faith without works is what? Dead. That's right. Faith without works. So put some work into this thing. So I'm going to wrap this thing up and go back from ground zero to where we started, okay? The first thing, when you use the law of attraction, you must give it consistent out. You can't one minute be like, you know what, I'm going I'm to do this. Uh, Doc was talking about this. It made perfect sense. And then the next minute you get a bill and you're like, oh, snap, damn. You know, you're mad because you got the water bill. Look, you need the water bill. Don't you need to flush the toilet? Don't you need some water? Okay, pay the bill. If you can't pay it, pay on it. That's the next thing. Take command of your financial situation. You, you, can't, you can't be balling. Next thing. God gave you a brain. Would you please use it? Stop. Every time you get something, you running around with all your rent money in your pocket trying to play like you balling. You say, I, I look at these young cats I mentor. You know, Julia, we're going to go about six minutes over, but I'm going to wrap this. But, you know, I look at these young cats, and they got grills in their mouth. If you're going to put a grill in your mouth and wonder why your teeth falling out, Maybe because that mess is metal, it's not even real gold dummy. Don't quit trying to look like look Wayne is an idiot. Quit trying to look like somebody that's being exploited as a modern day minstrel on B E T and on M T V and B H one. Stop it. You're looking I I'll give another example. You know, Portia, you are one of the finest black women, because I know you're gonna probably hear this show, so I'm just gonna be honest. Girl, you are bad. But your IQ if they put your brain in a bird, the bird will fly backwards. Don't go out and buy a 8,000-square-foot house and you ain't got no job. And you need to borrow $500 from your mama. Who are you proving something to? So, ladies and gentlemen, stop running around and getting a car you can't afford. The car says super unleaded, and you putting gas or haul in it. Come on, man. And you're not even putting super unleaded gas or haul. You... You're putting, you know, regular premiums, you know, come on, man. You can't afford it. God wants you to have a BMW. God wants you to have a Bentley. He wants you to have a Mercedes Benz. But I think before you get that, he probably wants you to be able to afford it. He wants you to have a garage to put it in, not where you're running outside with the newspaper over your head in your apartment trying to get in somebody's used 10-year-old car, and you can't even keep up the maintenance on that. Come on, man. Be responsible. A fool and his money will do what? They will soon part. Next thing, what you already have, be a good steward over that. Ask yourself, how do I feel about money? It is just as hard, ladies and gentlemen, to manifest $20,000 as it is $200, but it is a matter of belief. What do you think about money? Are you grateful for what you have in your bank account right now? Are you doing the things that are allowing you to have good thoughts when it comes to your money? Are you constantly doing irresponsible, nonsensical stuff and being frustrated with everyone around you because they're not sponsoring your delusion. You know, why do you want to go and open up a business when the business that you have is a good business, but you don't want to work that? Well, let me give you a hint, Einstein. You're not going to work that business either. You know, if your commission, if your average fee for service in this new business you want is thirty or fifty dollars, and the la and the other business, your real estate business, let's say your commissions were three thousand dollars. Hey, Dodo, don't you realize you got to do a hundred clients to make what you would have made off one sale in a house? Stop being so stupid. If you do not do well with that which you already have. The universe is not going to lose more to you. And last but not least, because we will do the third part of this show on Wednesday, but this last thing I want to tell you, money 
is not real. It is an abstract concept. It is a form of power. It is a form of energy. Where are you directing the power and the energy? Because everything that is in your life right now is the reflection of your thoughts and your beliefs that you consistently subscribe to. So right now, if you want to start the first step about the laws of attraction, get your emotional state right about money, get your feelings right about money, and get your thoughts right about money. All right? Anyway, I'm getting ready to get out of here. This has been Conversations with Dr. D. Von Young. I will be talking to you guys on this Wednesday. That will be January the 22nd. Julia, go ahead and cue up the exit music because we're getting ready to get out of here. Lastly, I love you. I hope you have an awesome week. I will talk to you Wednesday at noon. Good night. God bless you. And get your paper on. Take care now. Bye-bye.